0: To the Catholic Nerds podcast, your mightiest heroes of quality Catholic nerdery. Nice. This is Scott
1: and Colby
2: and Mary
0: and Cody. And tonight we're uh, doing our second phase uh, podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe MCU. Oh, oh. So, so that means, and y'all correct me if I'm wrong, we're uh, gonna. Try and cover tonight, Iron Man 3, Thor Dark World, Captain America Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, and you know, if we have time and um, energy, Ant-Man.
1: Because <laughs> Ant-Man is always an afterthought.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he really is. Poor guy. But apparently he occurs after Age of Ultron, so it doesn't matter if we cover him tonight or not. Yeah. He's so Poor. confusing. I mean, it's Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, and doesn't age. He really doesn't. <laughs> He's
2: the real Star Lord.
3: <laughs> Have y'all noticed that? Like, he, he doesn't age.
2: He hasn't changed at all. Nope. Since he married Phoebe Buffet.
1: I'm trying to remember the first movie even saw. Him.
0: He married uh, uh Lisa Kudrow? In Friends. In Friends. Oh, I guess. That's gotcha. like
2: a big spoiler that's so. like the last thing that happens in the whole series
0: oh dang it my you bad haven't seen <laughs> it.
1: it's a good thing valerie and i are still in half of season one.
2: Oh shoot i'm sorry <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna
0: forget it by then <laughs> haven't okay. even gotten to stinky cat yet
2: <laughs> okay. i'm really Smelly sorry <laughs> i'm the worst
0: so one interesting thing uh i found out about um iron man 3 mm-hmm. that uh the mandarin they yeah. had originally. The director originally was thinking the Mandarin was going to be a woman, hmm. kind of a Remington Steele kind of thing. But um, yeah, not that whole Ben Kingsley twist thing. Oh, but the uh, Ben Kingsley was twist was ki- so uh, great. <laughs> yeah, and I like that they're just like you know we're just gonna completely disregard conventions.
2: Yeah, <laughs> His, that whole exchange. I mean, conventions in terms of like. Like, what would you, describe what you mean in terms of conventions.
0: Well, the comic book story, <laughs> first right. off. Um, any kind of uh, reference to... Um, uh, Terrorists? They, <laughs> well, Avengers <laughs> happening. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, like, any of the... Um, like uh, Like, the 2012, like, the original Avengers, like, they don't really reference that... And it ju- that was the movie just before this.
3: Well, they referenced it once. What What was the... Uh, In one did? of the videos. Oh, well... In one of the, uh, the videos. Oh, like New York City Madeline, was destroyed he, or something? Yeah, he, he, he comments places. on New York and, like... And,
2: and the aliens.
3: And the aliens and things like well, that. Well, yeah,
0: that's true, because, yeah. I mean, he is suffering
3: from PTSD from all that, too. Right, so, they talk yeah. about
2: the wormhole a lot. And yeah,
3: yeah. And so, so yeah, and yeah, the wormhole—it's <laughs> referenced throughout the movie, and
0: but like in all this, you know, terrorist attack, you know, like couldn't he have called on um, the other guys? You know, they never—they mm-hmm. never referenced
2: it. That's what strikes me in almost every standalone <laughs>
3: yeah. movie.
2: Yeah, is you so know
3: why not get
2: help? Why are you on your own here?
0: And I mean, yeah. it makes sense, like Thor Ragnarok, because incredible whole sure. you know they're like
3: banished they were, shed. They were in space right yeah. that one makes sense almost
2: every thor it makes a certain
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah.
2: well no i guess i guess thor too. it's like this whole alignment thing is that what it's called yeah, the alignment, the of, the alignment of the worlds the or ether yeah like yeah you definitely seems like you could have called on some of your pals for this massive intergalactic problem yeah but
3: but no thor's the man he took care of it himself that's right Mm-hmm.
2: So. Took the subway. Took public transportation.
0: Got
3: place. a haircut from Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did he? That was in Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, that was Ragnarok. <laughs> Not the Dark World. Come on, Scott. No, but no. with yeah, Dark World was the elves. With the Ben yeah, Kingsley the thing. Hands.
2: With the Ben Kingsley thing, just the fact that a we're we're so used to Ben Kingsley being a serious character, you know. So for me, at least, it never crossed my mind that he was anything other. a serious character but also like that he's a or we think he's a terrorist you know so to take him and suddenly make him this funny it's like one of my favorite exchanges in any of the avengers movies is that whole thing between iron man and and ben kingsley's character primarily walk
0: us
3: through that what was that exchange
2: uh basically he finds him and he's still thinking he's the mandarin that he's a terrorist and, <laughs> yeah. and
3: he's walking out and out he's the bathroom. walking out of the bathroom and
2: he's like i wouldn't go in there for 20 <laughs> minutes if i was you ladies oh, you know um and he he whips out a gun and says um like he, a few different things get said but he's like you have 30 seconds to live fill it with words um and uh he's like well i was i was hooked on drugs and i you know, I was doing I was living on the street and doing things that a man shouldn't do and he's like, Next <laughs> keep talking <laughs> He's like and then they came to me and they offered me all this stuff, you know, anyway and He's basically
0: so offering Robert Denny Jr.'s biography. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Did he <laughs> Maybe I don't know enough about Robert Denny? Apparently
3: biography. he lived on the street for a while.
2: Um, and did things, man. I don't
3: know if about that part, okay. but the drugs for sure. Right. But uh, and sometimes right, that confused yeah. Hugh Grant and
0: Robert Downey Jr., who both kind of disappeared for a while. You know, <laughs> between like a mix of drugs and prostitutes. But oh my gosh! You know, Robert Downey Jr. was huge in my '80s movies, right? And then it's just poof, gone. Mm-hmm.
2: And then he came back.
0: Yeah. With vengeance, with very much vengeance, with, with Avengers, with Avengers, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, with uh, Avengers.
2: <laughs> which in the comic books do they do? Because I'm like, I was thinking the other day how like they do precious little avenging. Like if you know <laughs> what I mean. Like like they're protecting, they're saving, they're, you know, they're not yeah. particularly getting vengeance, which I'm totally cool with them not doing that. But
0: well, the Defenders team was already that name was taken. Mm. <laughs> <Is it>? <laughs> <laughs> or otherwise used, you know. I guess Avengers probably came first.
1: Well, not to jump ahead, but in the uh, in Captain Marvel, I mean, was the what was the program called? Was it the Defenders?
3: It was the Avengers.
1: No, 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 no. It was no. called something else, and There's then he changed
3: else. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He 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 did change it. I don't remember what it was called. God, it was I something. just saw that. Yeah. confession
0: i have not seen captain marvel yet oh, all right you can God. leave
2: <laughs> what did you Who think of it you? colby
1: i liked it a lot mm-hmm. um of we course you were too. we were expecting you know most people just had the expectation like female lead is going to be about feminism and all that no it was done very well mm-hmm. yeah um,
3: yeah, I guess I guess we're far enough out that I can say some of the like some spoilers, some some spoilers. <laughs> like one of the big things that I didn't like was that Marvel. Yeah. Let me put on my a earmuffs one second. <laughs> right, I'm pretty right.
2: sure we said that on a previous. We might have podcast. said that on a previous
3: podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, well, that comes out of the comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Marvel was not a woman in the comics. Oh, Mar- Marvel's a woman characters? in the movies. Marvell is a woman in the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that was. And, well, I thought and Jude Law was supposed to be Marvel. No. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they were trying no. to make us think that's Jude who he was, at was. First um, oh. he was the bad guy. Oh, I'm trying mm. to remember his name. He he's Marvell's arch nemesis. Which right. that
2: was another like clever casting thing, like with yeah. the Ben Kingsley thing that they cast Jude Law. I mean i i realize he's probably played bad guys before but it's not as common for him to play bad mm -hmm. guys and they cast the evil guy from um the star wars movie and the ready player one movie what's his name oh
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
2: as the good guy and as soon as he walked out i was like oh the evil guy the guy who's always evil and he wasn't (laughs) so they they at least on me maybe i'm just naive but i was like oh they pulled a fast one on me look at them Mm -hmm. go
0: why can't I remember his name? now? It's not Iraq. M- oh, yeah. I mean. Sorrento,
1: Ben Mendelson. That's it. Ben Mendelson. Yep. Taylor.
0: Yeah. And I'd like to talk for a second about just poor Ben Kingsley. I mean, his career, I mean, I guess some people would say it hasn't taken a massive downside, but it seems like it has. Like from Gandhi. Right, which, you know... like the After that, maybe Rising Sun? I mean, he just... He wasn't in anything after he those. He was
2: in... He was in um, Night at the Museum, like, 3, yeah. I think.
1: He was in... Oh, Exodus.
2: He's With in Schiller's uh, List.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Shin,
0: Shin, that was the... Like, other good, you know, acting role he's had. Mm. But, yeah, so... The Mandarin, you know... The face of the Mandarin... Is Gandhi? <laughs> That's crazy.
2: <laughs> well, it's kind of remarkable how many, like, the fact that he played a Jewish man in Schindler's List and an mm. Indian man in Gandhi. Mm. Like, he has kind of a very. <laughs> so he
1: played all these diverse roles. Makes you think. Yeah. Of Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah.
0: You don't, don't even don't. recognize him in some stuff. No. Have you all
2: seen him in the thing about um, Churchill? Winston yes. Churchill. Oh my gosh.
1: Yes. Yeah,
2: it was hard to recognize him.
3: It was good. So good. Darkest Hour.
2: Yeah.
1: The first thing I know Gary Oldman from is The Fifth Element. Yes. Okay. So that used to be one of my favorite movies, and then it wasn't until The Dark Knight and stuff came out that I really started paying attention to him. Mm -hmm. And then went back and looked at all his filmography, and I was like, "Wow, how is this guy (sighs) not won all the awards?" Right. Yeah, I was more of a family name. <laughs> yeah. I started
0: going back through, like, wow, this guy looks familiar-ish um, with Sirius Black, you know, when when he, yeah. you know, was in Harry Potter.
2: He, um, one of the first things I ever saw him in, there's this movie called JFK. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any of y'all have seen it. It's basically all about the trial that happened in New Orleans about.
0: That's how the Stone know. movie.
2: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. basically, like the conspiracy theory. Yeah, with Kevin Costner, and he played. um I cannot think of the name.
3: No. I just keep
2: thinking John Wilkes Lee Booth, Harvey and that Oswald. is not right. Yes, yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, so yeah, that's the first thing I ever saw him, in, was playing a skinny little assassin.
3: He was the voice of Ruber in Quest for Camelot.
2: Is he anywhere in the Marvel universe?
3: I was about to say we need to get back don't on track. I <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was nice. a nice little. <laughs> nice.
4: No,
0: I actually was just kidding. Yeah, he's DC with Dark Knight, right? He's Commissioner Gordon.
3: Yeah, I think he might be too oh, popular right. in the DC universe to use in the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's a good question. Who's been in both? Well, Ryan Reynolds. Right as off the bat, Deadpool and as, Gr- as Green Lantern. As Green Lantern, although he wants to uh, forget the Green Lantern never happened. Yeah, right. we um, all right. but there's also another guy that's in both. Zachary um, Levi. Zachary Levi is in both
2: So he's Flynn Rider in Tangled And he was He took over the role of one of Thor's friends In the second Thor movie
3: The one that fights with the, the swords
2: It had been Like the more
3: proper swords. British guy It
2: had been played by the guy who ended up being Prince Charming On the Once Upon a Time series And when he went to do that He he left the Thor franchise So they replaced him with Zachary Levi
0: yeah. Um. Oh, there is Ben Affleck uh, with uh, Daredevil, Daredevil
3: and um, uh, Batman, right? Yeah. And then uh, let me uh, d- uh, double check. Uh, oh, but yeah.
2: Zachary Levi is Shazam. That's where that was going. Yeah, oh, okay. he's, also he's also
3: Shazam. And I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Jamon Hunsu. Okay. Uh, he is one of the um, Cree. The Cree. In Captain Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy, he plays yeah. Korath, right? And
0: uh, Captain America himself. What? I'm just realizing. Oh this. yeah,
3: and Captain America as well. He was, um, um, but like the, the guy I'm talking human about, Human Torch, I think. He was, uh, but that's still Marvel. Oh, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's true. Come on, Scott. But uh, I just like how Jaman Cody says a <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> he's also in Shazam? Uh, He plays the wizard in Shazam, and I think he was in another DC movie, if I'm not mistaken, because I was like, wait, he's DC, what's he doing? Wait, he's here, wait, what's going on? But um, maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look like it. But he was also in Gladiator. Uh, (laughs) Like, this guy's in in a lot of awesome movies. There's some
0: Um, where it just doesn't count. Like, you know, Josh Brolin, you know, as Thanos... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he's, but he's like <laughs> also in Jonah Hex you know, which you know. Well, which isn't he in the Deadpool He's movie? also in Deadpool
3: movies. He's ca- uh, which Marvel.
1: I- <laughs> What's his name?
2: <laughs> oh that is Marvel. Uh, he was yeah. Becky.
3: Cable. 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 Yeah, yeah. Which isn't technically the bad guy, but I just think I
2: it's so um, weird that he within a year
3: was in two Marvel.
2: Was the villain <laughs> <laughs> in two Marvel <movies.
3: laughs> He wasn't the villain. Oh he I wasn't the back.
2: villain? I okay, yeah, think
0: no, Cable's like one of my favorite. From, Cable's an like, awesome character. Like the Fox Kids, um, yeah. Uncanny X Men, Uncanny X Men. Yeah, him and Bishop really were great. Yeah.
1: Speaking of Josh Brolin, have y'all seen one of the theories as to how Thanos would be defeated? No. Maybe. <laughs> I did
0: read the uh, old comics on the Infinity Gauntlet, but so much, so much is different. I did
3: too. It's it's so different. So but what are everybody's? you referencing?
1: Everybody's hyping that Ant-Man will be a part of Endgame, right?
3: Well, absolutely.
1: So the theory is Thanos doesn't know Ant-Man exists, and so he will shrink. He will work his way over. He will crawl his way up inside of Thanos and then resume his normal size, making Thanos explode. Explode!
2: Uh, But couldn't that also... I don't think they're
3: going to do that.
1: But it's fun to think about.
2: It (laughs) is fun to think
3: about, but I don't think they're going to do that. But
1: one of the jokes was like right after a lot of people were talking about that, there's a video of Josh Rowland, I think it was on Instagram. Of, so the joke is like Ant Man's gonna crawl up his butt, right? <laughs> yes. And so there's a video yeah, of Josh I've heard about this. Why Sitting they? on sitting on a toilet acting like he's straining and the caption <laughs> is Thanos preparing to fight Ant Man.
0: go. I know, I think I heard another podcast and I'm like why is it why would you automatically assume he'd go up that particular orifice? they right. I mean, he can go through skin cells, you know, it's like, the nostril. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah I mean, yeah. any of the, um, magic school bus routes, you know, S-
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nice.
1: Speaking of magic school bus, I tried to convince Valerie to dress up as Miss Frizzle for Halloween. She, she didn't think it was fun. funny. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what were you going to do?
3: Were you going to be the bus? <laughs> no. That's
2: what I was thinking.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I hadn't thought about that part.
2: <laughs> I was just thinking it was going to be a couple's costume. So,
1: Anyways, phase two. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I was going to say real, real quick, uh, you got me very interested in finding out about the uh, people that were in the DC Universe and in... Uh, the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. and so there's 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 a number of them, but they're counting some of those movies that go way back when. Yeah, um, like Howard the ducks with. Uh... But James Marsden is one of them apparently, uh, who's Cyclops in the X Men movies. He was also in the Superman Returns in 2006, and apparently says... Chris Evans was also one, um, but he was in The Losers yeah. in 2010. I, I mean, so I was, was looking Adris at Elba. That.
0: Yeah, I was looking at the list. You know, when I said Chris Evans, but gotcha. uh, you know, when us when <laughs> it was Fantastic <laughs> Four, I was like, oh, that's something. And then I saw the losers. I'm like, well, that's just going to compound me being a loser, so I'm <laughs> not going to say that.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, but there, there's there's a number of them that um, there's this other guy Adewale Akinnuoye Ag- yeah. baji was in Suicide Squad and Thor: The Dark World. Of I know. From other countries. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> With that butchering, and, and that Lawrence
3: Fishburne, you know. Yeah. That well, was, it's
2: uh, saying that Viver Vendetta is a DC thing. DC. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Really? really.
3: And ta- Tao Okama- okay. Okamoto. <laughs> Why are you going for I all, all those stop. names? <laughs> <laughs> well, she was in the Wolverine and <laughs> in yeah. Batman vs Superman, mm. so that's pretty cool. And you? You already
0: said. Did you to Japan?
3: That was the one in Japan. Yeah. Okay.
2: Tommy Lee Jones.
3: Was in Batman mm-hmm. Forever as Two Faced. Which right. we'd like to pretend oh. didn't ever happen, though. Yeah.
0: Although the Riddler, uh, Jim Carrey as a Riddler in that one, was pretty awesome.
3: Hey, Jim Carrey as, as anything is phenomenal.
2: Oh, of course. Halle Berry as Catwoman wow. and X Men. Yeah,
3: duh. She and Zoe Saldana
1: in The Losers. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That is one of the questions, though. Is there's like the old school DC stuff count? Because I think some of that stuff they really didn't have. I don't know the same like, oh, like, studio stuff,
0: like Ned Baby and they were in Superman one and two, so right, 1978 right. And 1980.
1: As it like Otis, people, I mean, it's like I think it was like all the hype when Deadpool came out, where it's like, oh my gosh, it's the first already Marvel movie, I'm like, no, it's not. Well, no,
3: it's really not.
1: It was the Punisher,
3: and and then they were talking about Black Panther being the first uh, black lead in a Marvel movie. No, Blade Trinity. Or blade, right. the blade yeah, yeah. series trilogy. Right. Like, don't forget about my boy Wesley Snipes. Wesley
1: Snipes, boy, <laughs> <laughs> not paying his taxes. <laughs> oh, Better pay those taxes.
3: But no. The, I mean, there's I, I, also I recently watched that trilogy again, uh, like last year. It, it's so great.
1: Well, the first right. and second one were good. I think it was the third one was. It was. <laughs> got a little iffy. But yeah. Well, Ryan Reynolds was also on that.
3: <laughs> That's true. He was. Yeah, I don't he
1: remember was. Any of that. Yeah. Oh, he had just a, everywhere He's he does, ubiquitous he He's a time You know he lord. owns a gin distillery now? He, what? What? Uh, oh, he owns
0: what?
3: yeah, a gin distillery Did you see the commercial he did with uh, Yes <laughs> with Hugh Jackman?
1: Yes
2: It's <laughs> hysterical
1: That's oh so my. Yes. Have
2: you seen it, Scott?
0: Oh, that's where they're trading back and... They're each doing yeah, commercials right. for, yeah, for each other. Funny.
3: Thanks. It cost a million
2: dollars. It cost a million dollars.
3: I find it funny on this list, the only two movies that are listed for Ryan Reynolds are Green Lantern and Deadpool. Yeah. Like, they completely said, we're forgetting about Wolverine Origins. <laughs> it ain't
2: happening.
0: Well, and I'm not seeing on this list, and don't expect to... Um, Uh, Swamp Thing. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like in the 80s, you had a Swamp Thing movie, and I think a return of Swamp Thing, too.
3: Yeah. Oh, anyways, um, that was a fun little aside. Uh, So, back to phase two. Yeah, Um, so,
0: what more can we say about Iron Man 3? Any last juice to squeeze out?
2: one thing is that they, it was a portrayal of, like, someone with PTSD, you know, like, Mm -hmm. that that after um going through the wormhole in avengers he's having like panic attacks and stuff so that's kind of neat just that it's you know
3: like it shows that even one of the most successful men in the universe se-
2: seemingly s- semi-invincible you know
3: yeah it has his weaknesses right. and and can suffer from something so dramatic you know and you um, need to deal with
0: that kind of stuff it's not realistic right. if people can you know watch their friends turn To ashes all around him and not have any mental effects. Right. Well,
3: we're, we're not during. even to that part yet, Scott. I was like, <laughs> one of the synopsis <laughs> is, calm down. You know,
1: does the man make the suit or the suit make the man? So, yeah, it definitely makes him look his own humanity in the face and realize, right. like, yeah. I am not the suit. Um, right. And is it that movie where he sees the video of his dad?
2: No. No. Oh, no, no. You're talking about the one where. His dad left him a message. Oh damn it! The hologram. That's, thing?
1: that's in two. That's yeah. in two. Okay.
2: The hologram thing is in Civil War.
3: Yeah, that's right right, 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 right. Yeah. But the Iron Man three, there wasn't a whole lot of his relationship with his dad thing. Mm-mm. I don't think it was more. But like it was more like his relationship with himself and his relationship with Pepper. With, with Pepper, yeah. Uh, and that those were kind of the two main relationships. And happy
0: were, too. Or, and or
3: happy, yeah. It, it, it did kind of kind of hit get your unhappy with that yeah it's like oh tony really cares and some know? stuff
2: with like medical ethics like that they're doing this thing to like help yeah, people extremist. regenerate limbs yeah yeah you know like the idea that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should or at least not in not without you know.
3: the proper testing but
2: <laughs> yeah
0: but in the end it's cool because that's why pepper pot survives <laughs> and right. saves everybody because and
2: gets to be all badass yeah yeah Pardon my French I And mean,
3: we haven't really seen her since
2: Well they've, they've they extracted did, they the, serum extract the serum from her They did say they that They say that at the end That's right
3: And they keep
0: teasing the marriage Because you know you see with um, When the two of them are with Peter Parker And they're mm-hmm. like we're going to announce you to the world Right And then well, we yeah. got to figure out something else to announce
3: <laughs> now, now Scott This is a question you might better know Like um, It It, it is she going to be Iron Woman?
2: Oh, I don't, I don't know.
3: I don't know. Why
2: would Scott know that? Does he have like? I figured a, you
3: probably met a more relationship the with than I did. I haven't. Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm I not thought either. you might have known, like maybe there is a Pepper Potts as Iron Woman or something like that.
0: That's no, my my uh, comic knowledge for Iron Man is not not is no bueno. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: Isn't Iron Woman the the nickname for? Um, Margaret Thatcher, when yes. she was
0: yes. Iron Chance. The oh, Iron that's, Lady. That's Bismarck. Never mind. It was, it was the Iron Lady. That's Iron what she Lady, was called. Yeah. And then Iron Maiden, that's a whole nother thing.
2: Right. <laughs> well, look at that. There's. What is that? Cody oh. just pulled up something. There's. I mean, who knows if it's true. Supposedly leaked footage, but it looks so fake. It looks so
3: fake. Yeah. yeah. Supposedly
2: yeah. leaked footage of her in, like, a suit. But I mean, she's worn the suit before, so it's not that. Uh, right, and he made a
3: suit that is like it's compatible with her.
0: Yeah, he made like we like,
3: saw that in the third movie. Like th- that's another thing in the in the third movie. Whenever the uh, he does call out the Mandarin, the Mandarin comes and attacks. Like Tony, like completely forgets about his own life. And throws the suit onto Pepper as they're flying through the mm-hmm. air, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's probably the only it's thing that kept her cool. alive. Like, and just that that sacrifice of like, even though like we know he's he's got his issues, he was still like aware enough of his love for Pepper, or at least it was just so innate and innate. Which in him is funny, that he threw it onto her. Which is
2: funny because right before then, in the previous scene, or maybe a few scenes earlier, she comes home and he's so messed up that he can't stop working, he's become this workaholic, so he's down in the basement working and has a suit upstairs to greet her, but she mm. thinks he's in the suit, so on the one hand, his problems, like his issues that he's work that he's not working through have caused him to not fully be present to her in a very tangible way, that he's literally not present to her, but then when, you know, the rubber meets the road of, like, her life is in danger he then takes the suit and, like Sends it to her. I don't know. It's just kind of neat.
0: Yeah, literally their house, right? Well, not their, but their house explodes. Right?
2: Yeah. Their house sinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he gave them his address. Yeah.
0: Bad move, Tony.
2: Like a jerk. <laughs> like, who does that?
3: Somebody yeah. that's suffering from PTSD. Right. right. Yeah. yeah he's true, got yeah. some issues going on.
0: Yeah. Y'all want to, um,. Uh, shift to the much
1: maligned Thor Dark World.
2: We love Thor Dark World. We don't know what why people have
1: you know, an issue with it. I liked it too, individually, but for some reason it does seem like it's kind of an outlier. They Well, I think a reason
0: a lot of, like, the general public didn't like it was they went through so many different directors, hmm. all of whom oh, were TV um, directors except for um, Patty... What's her last name? Patty. Patty Jenkins. That sh- so she directed Monster. Like you know, very strong female leads, and then after Thor two, after Thor Dark World didn't work out, she went on to direct a little movie called uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Did a pretty good job with that one, but so she had a whole different idea uh, for Thor Dark World. You know, that would have used more Natalie Portman, who was coming off her uh, Oscar win with Black Swan. It'd been more of a, um, like, the article I'm reading uh, describes it as a Romeo and Juliet esque space opera. So it'd be more of a, you know, more, <laughs> more about their relationship because, like, the first half of the movie is about their relationship and it just doesn't go anywhere. Like, the whole movie's waiting for Loki to get. Freed, you know, or to free himself. Yeah. All the other directors I mean, were like Game of Thrones TV episode directors.
2: <laughs> I mean there's the whole thing about like them finding the the warehouse where like all the laws of physics are Yeah, like the little jump portals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like was that our keys He that you just threw into the portal? Um <laughs> <That was hilarious>. <laughs> <laughs> guy
0: so
2: funny um, i don't know i mean there's a lot in thor of course with like loki somewhat redeeming himself but not it totally. was this
0: the one where joss whedon like um had uncredited rewrites towards the end or oh, kind of touched know. up the script and just added like probably like that line you just mentioned
1: we're not that nerdy, scott <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: we don't we don't stick around for the credits. Scott, come on. Well, it was on really credits. Stick around for we the credits to, to, to watch, watch the, the cutscenes. Cut yeah, we don't or actually the read scenes. them. Unless or we know except, somebody that's
2: in them. Except my cousin <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> my cousin Melissa is the prop master for Ant Man. Nice. So I sat there and we looked did for her, her name for Ant Man too. So she designed the little building that he's like walking around with, like a rolling suitcase. <laughs> she <laughs> made that.
3: Oh, that is and, uh, awesome. I love yeah. that. And a few other things. Oh,
2: pretty much anything that gets thrown in that movie, like the, the, the Pez. The Pez dispenser. Thing, oh, yeah. like all that stuff, she did. So that's really? my claim to fame, that's is sweet. that we're related.
0: So why so is she not on the podcast?
2: <laughs> well, she she's not, and I don't think she'd disagree with this, she's not particularly Catholic. So that would be, you know, but hey, we could still talk about nerdy we could still stuff. talk about nerdy
0: stuff, yeah. You know? Yeah. well I wanted to have Kevin Smith on the podcast and he's a former Catholic but yeah so (laughs) Svartalheim Realm of the Dark Elves
3: yeah so the Dark Lord was I I really enjoyed that one Uh, mainly because it's it's a good kind of (laughs) I don't know it's funny it's got a good mix of humor and it's got a good mix of action and uh, a little bit of romance there you know um and, and loki's and
2: redemption kind loki's of loki's redemption semi- yeah well, not,
3: not necessarily redemption but his his woundedness you know mm-hmm. you really get to see a lot of his woundedness uh and his relationship with his mother you know um mm-hmm. I, I guess not not his actual mother but with his mother who this woman who he calls his mother mm-hmm. his entire time you know um and they have like this relationship and that's what thor and him are able to bond over in the movie, you know.
2: And he he pushes what's her face's character Jane out of the way and nearly mm-hmm. gets sucked into one of those imploding bomb things and it just occurred to me cuz like it's kind of completely out of character for him to sacrifice himself for somebody else. But it seems like maybe the only way that kinda makes sense is if he knew that his mother had sacrificed herself for Jane, so that it's like, mm-hmm. Well, I'm not gonna let her die now <laughs> you know. <Right>. Like <laughs> after my mom died protecting her. That's I remember, a Frigga. Um, yeah, frigga. frigga. I remember we were watching that movie when did it come out? And the funeral scene for the mother happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Like the that they put her out on a.
3: They put her out on the boat, and then they fire arrows, and, <laughs> and then they shoot and fire the arrows at all the other and people they that die. Release and these
2: like floating lanterns, and then they all of a sudden
3: they start floating out over the nothingness to enter Valhalla.
2: Um, and we someone said oh i want my funeral to be like this and cody and i were getting married the following year and i was like i kind of want our wedding to be like (laughs) (laughs) and then then we ended up doing like floating lanterns and a boat exit and stuff you know so that was based off of that basically long story short yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh (laughs) <laughs> you don't get to talk to too many people that incorporated Thor The Dark World into <laughs> the wedding, do you?
2: <laughs> we're just that awesome.
1: See, and I thought it was, uh, well, I didn't think the boat, I know the lanterns were from, what, Tangled? Yeah. I've yeah.
2: never heard of it. I'm just kidding. It totally, it totally was Tangled, too. <laughs> it was all of it. All of them. All of the things.
3: So, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about Thor The Dark World. <laughs> um, <laughs> clearly, because <laughs> we're all struggling. What? I will say
1: I would say for the character design Malakad Jumping ahead oh, The scroll From Captain Marvel And the dark elves Practically looked exactly the same
3: Yeah I can see that uh, the, the cursed or whatever No I wouldn't say the, the scroll is, they're, they're Characteristically green mm-hmm. First off One um, of the colors different
1: I'm saying yep. when you look like their facial features and the ears and
2: maybe oh. so. Are
3: you s- are you saying like no. Malachith or I think the, the scroll um, usually had kind of a fatter a fatter face, whereas they the looked a little more a reptilian. Slim. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I mean, they're all I aliens, so yeah, have have
3: kind of
0: Vulcan-like parent, I ears. I can I can see it.
3: I guess in the ears that would be the only scroll.
2: Colby, are you saying that all aliens look alike?
3: <laughs> racist yes I'm yes, spacist
0: <laughs> spacist <laughs> xenophobic Cody oh, just play. typed
2: in scroll versus dark elf <laughs> when
0: are we getting card. to the scrolls I feel like I've been waiting on them for a long are they in Captain Marvel they're, they're in, in Captain, Captain Marvel okay, Good. Which, um, but uh,
1: scroller alert
2: scroller alert oh, oh, oh that's the best joke <laughs> From that should be the title of the podcast.
3: <laughs> scroll alert! Uh, but be prepared. They're um, being told to sh- Just that I'll you don't wake it. up the kids. Oh, uh, that I'm wake up the kids. Okay. Um, I mean, kids? What kids? We don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> basically, the one one of the the storylines that I really enjoyed with the scrolls was the, uh, and I think i might have to mention this before, but was the uh, secret invasion scroll uh, storyline, um, which basically in the comics they invade all of the superheroes so like you don't know which super superhero is the actual superhero or if it's a scroll mm-hmm. right because they're shapeshifters right and it's a really really good story and so i was really looking forward to that um but unfortunately they and they could still do it but they've set the scrolls up as a um as refugees basically um running from war um, like trying to find a home running from war and so it doesn't seem that they're going to make scrolls be some sort of evil race um, which is kind of an unfortunate aspect of it because they're (laughs) like one of the
2: because you enjoy evil Evil. just because they're
3: they're one of the better marvel villains like marvel alien villains
2: well I mean there could be another group hiding out there there definitely could
1: maybe okay scott pull gears okay earmuffs okay (laughs) maybe they set up the whole movie like that so they can have a ridiculous unforeseen comeback and just throw everyone for a loop yeah maybe it's possible because i was i was honestly at a few parts of the movie i was like wait a minute this ain't real
2: well because i thought that captain that they were a little too trusting of them that they're like actually Mm -hmm. we're refugees Yep. and you should help us by taking us to this massive weapon right. okay <laughs> let's like, was, go yeah
1: that was way too easy
0: hey refugees yeah. get what they want
1: all right <laughs> unless they're syrian and they have to come to the united states yeah <laughs> unless they're really uh, never mind <laughs> like,
2: which it all worked out very well <laughs> you know <laughs> just i was expecting it to be like oh no We've been duped.
0: Can we talk for a minute about Malekith's uh, backstory which is not at all covered in well maybe a little bit covered I was in like, What's Malekith's backstory? So <laughs> you he think He
2: was a time lord.
0: Oh yeah, Christopher Eccleston, yeah. Yeah. And,
2: That's uh, all I know about Malekith.
0: <laughs> so, um Malikith's mother sold him for two sna- two sacks of snake livers and a half barrel of uh, pickled toads. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's why he's so spiteful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Makes sense. and you think I mean if we're talking about Loki's mother, right? If they, I think Cody kind of mentioned that, you know, who's Angerboda in the in mythology and like the mother of monsters who was herself a monster and like flesh eater. You know, how how are we humanizing these people? <laughs> <laughs> but also, incidentally, um, Malekith wielded the casket of ancient winters, which sounds pretty cool. Hmm. <laughs> but it, it was just a box he'd open, like and, and it'd make have. everybody cold, you know. Ah, um, and unleash the cold of Niflheim.
2: <laughs> it's like our air conditioning. We keep our house pretty freezing at night. Oh god, it's a problem.
3: Yeah, kind of just want to get one of the. We need to figure out how to program our air conditioning. Well,
2: because we wake up in the morning and we're like, like...
3: Too cold to get out of bed. What the
2: heck just happened? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why is our house so cold?
3: You need to
0: have, like, a mix between the cask of ancient winters and, like, Mount Doom. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. Those can be the settings on your thermostat.
2: Like, if we could name them. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, if it would let us give a name to, like, the nighttime thing in the Poor morning. Scott,
1: does that mean you're writing fan fiction about Malekith? Taking over, um,
2: mortal a prequel. It
1: wasn't before you said that.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only a matter of time.
2: Wait. So did you say? I might have just spaced out for a second. Did you say what you were gonna say about Malekith's backstory?
0: That's pretty much the high points. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Clearly, I spaced out.
1: <laughs> Those are high points. <laughs> Speaking of cold things, <laughs> Winter Soldier.
0: Oh,
3: oh. <gasps> Excellent <Beautiful> transition. transition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we acknowledge the transitions <laughs> and, might like, make them less transitionable. <laughs> which I
2: had never noticed <laughs> before so that Winter Soldier and Thor 2 are back-to-back, which both have, like, a sort of villainous semi... Well, I guess... I don't know. With, with Captain America, we know that Bucky is, like, brainwashed. You know, whereas Loki, we know, has been in full possession of his faculties the entire time that he's been mm. you know
0: but they do kind of, of morph between good character bad character
2: good character right right exactly Keep
0: snip snap snap snap
2: <laughs> is that an office reference <laughs> <one> yes <there? laughs> i have no idea the effect that it has on me you've lost me <laughs> <laughs> it's the most <laughs> awkward episode ever there was a, i read a blog post or something not a blog post it was it's like 10 years since they filmed that episode oh. and it was one of the only episodes they filmed off location
0: like, oh yeah it was in, in an actual apartment their apartment
2: yeah yeah and they were like it was basically like it was fun but it was also just about as hellish as it looks in the episode <laughs> cuz they were all like crammed in there and it went on forever and
0: that yeah, so yeah, if nobody is catching our reference, it's the the episode of the office where Jan and Michael Scott have everybody over to their apartment and Jan's got her candle oh. room and they They break the T V they break the mm-hmm. T V. There's a Saint Pauli girls neon sign, you know. If you look close
1: enough you can see here's George Foreman in the living room. Oh god.
0: This <laughs> should be in his bedroom. <laughs> right, right. White anyway, yeah. shows
2: up with his nanny slash oh, god. Oh, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. So
0: good. It's purely yeah. carnal. <laughs> oh god! And then Jan starts dancing
3: to her uh, oh, assistant's yeah. CD. You
4: took me by the hand. <laughs> <way. laughs> so good. Speaking so of hands, good.
3: so the Winter Soldier. <laughs> That's um, good. Yeah, yeah. They're just trying to bring I us like back you. off of the off. <laughs> We are Groot. What? <laughs> we are Groot. So, yeah, I the Winter Groot. Soldier, um, Mary. You are gonna have to help out with the notes <laughs> here. I am trying to like. I thought
2: you had something to say. You are just trying to get us back on target. I am trying to get us back on Stay target. Let me find. Do have
3: a question. Do have a question. I can't target. remember.
1: I can't remember when T'Challa was introduced. Was it Winter Soldier or Civil War? Civil it was Civil War. War. Okay. And
3: okay. Right now, yeah, I am getting some Winter stuff? Soldier mixed up in my head. Right,
1: because yeah. I remember there was a scene where. Uh, he was fighting Bucky But that was Civil War Right, that's Civil War Yeah,
0: yeah. and then so Bucky takes You know, refuge
3: in Wakanda
2: Which they, they fight in this one too mm-hmm. Um, There's also Wait, some Wait,
3: not Okay, no, he's talking about
2: In Winter Soldier Black Panther
3: T'Challa on Winter Soldier Right They don't fight in Winter Soldier
2: They do fight who are you talking about oh t'challa
3: t'challa sorry i thought mm-hmm. you meant bucky yeah bucky yep. and captain america fight several yes. times in the winters no <laughs> yeah cold. a bit right, right a right. Right. couple times um yeah.
2: i mean again in this one there's some references to ptsd um that's just you know good giving that like visibility and and kind of normalizing like discussion of ptsd
0: um, one, one thing that kind of bothers me, am I, wait, am I interrupting you in the middle of a no, crescendo? No,
2: I was scrolling through my list. Oh,
0: okay. So,
2: so
0: you know how the directors or like the um, the creators of the movie reference Three Days of the Condor as like a major inspiration and everything like that? No. Have you all ever seen Three Days of the Condor? It was like a 70s mm-hmm. movie, so it was before my time too, but it was a Robert Redford <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a conspiracy theory you know they got,
2: referenced it
0: well in i mean robert redford's in the right. you know the and one, it is kind yeah. of like a like a manchurian candidate you know they where they've got a brainwashed um, political leader you know um, that's like um, uh, kind of under under the radar and then until he assumes power you know he'll take over and so it's like conspiracy theory and police state and post Watergate. But anyway, it's it's like no, that's not. This is th- the movies are very different. It's kind of a stretch to say uh, to you know claim that this really great movie, Three Days of Condor, award winning and wearing soldiers, it's, it's kind of a little too superficial and just to throw in having. Robert Redford in there. Anyway, yeah, I, I, it it doesn't really. I don't. I don't think the comparison holds up very well.
2: But it's neat. Like that. They. I don't remember a reference to it. Or are you, are you referencing it, or you're saying they reference it? No. Yeah. It? Like
0: the directors, uh, or let's see, maybe the Russos. Um, they talk about it being um, a major influence.
2: Word. <laughs> well, it certainly has, like, interesting ethical stuff as far as, like... Or ethicals maybe... I mean, de- ethical well, is ethical, true, yeah. but also, like, sort of, like, uh, conspiracy Co- right, <laughs> theory yeah. stuff. Of, like, I mean,
3: Hydra uh, being kind of, like, infiltrated, one of the the highest branches of... of or highest uh, uh, levels of security in the united states or even of the world because shield is a worldwide organization but the fact that hydra came in and then was developing this weapon to neutralize threats before they even occurred which right and and this was seen as a good thing right by some people it's like oh we can neutralize terrorists before they even do anything right And then
2: you can also you can turn dissidents. it on the other
3: hand, t- turn it on its head, and it's like we can neutralize the people that are going to go against our agenda. Mm-hmm. So just kind of that idea of uh, of of even even going to the idea because they they reference at one point they reference uh, Stephen Strange, and mm-hmm. this is apparently happening before he became Doctor Strange. Well. The wizard, Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, they refer- Yeah, they, reference, they him. reference him as a potential threat, mm-hmm. right? Like, not that he is a threat at this moment, but that he is a potential threat. And then of brings up the argument like, you know, if you could go back in time, would you kill Hitler as a baby? Because Doctor
0: Strange is pretty crucial to the saving of the universe and in the infinity. Just a little saga. bit. <laughs> Yeah, just or,
2: or are we are so we are led to believe yeah well and just that it is a real world possibility that like if if a nazi-like power came took over at this point they would have so much more access oh, to yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to our opinions to what we say and the privacy of mm-hmm. our homes to mm-hmm. to where we are because like so we saw that movie and then we saw not long after it um Kingsman? Kingman? What's the uh, name Kingsman.
1: I mean? The Kingsman. The Kingsman. Yeah,
2: which yeah. I would never watch again. No. But um, <laughs> but that there's a similar concept in that, like, um, I actually don't remember it that well now, but I remember there was something with people's phones and stuff. Like that in...
3: They could listen to your... In
2: when, well, and also I think yeah. that they were, like, attacking people using their phones, weren't they? That, that the phones they had at some point emitted a signal that would cause people oh. to be
4: violent with each other. Yes. And That's when right. we
2: saw Winter Soldier, I remember lying in bed that night, because I, I have that issue that I think a lot of mothers have, that we agonize over every possible terrible thing that could ever happen in the future. <laughs> and I was like, it would be way easier, instead of like targeting our DNA, they could just target us based on where our phones are. Or they could even... Just I say that's they you know right. the horrible powers that that <laughs> Big be.
3: brother. So she started pushing her phone further away from the bedside. I was
2: like, they could yeah. just blow up our phones. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: forgot about that. That was hilarious. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I woke, woke Cody up, up yeah. in the
2: middle of the night that night and like was Cody, mm-hmm. they don't have to shoot us. They could just like implant incendiary devices It's in, <laughs> in the phones, Cody. Yeah. Um and then we watch Kingsman and I'm like, see because you know, that's you know, <laughs> total real life right Man. there it's but, your um, kids marty your kids yeah
1: it was funny i was listening to the roman circus podcast today yeah and they shout, out about to our, our shout out to our our friends zach our friends zach and matt baker um and they were talking about that technology and it was funny because uh, zach had asked matt about you know do you use the facial recognition feature on your phone and he's like no i don't you know i don't want them you know knowing my face and zach made a very good point he said, "Do you think that they put this technology in all these devices, and then give you the option to opt out of not being spied on, pretty much?" Right. He's like, "You can turn off the features, but do you think that like denies <laughs> do you think them access?" Does anything? No. Right. He's like, "So really, you're just denying yourself the convenience of the features?" Yeah. Right.
3: No. I, so I, I actually removed Facebook from my phone for yep. the longest time, for, for months, right? And so all of my ads, when it, so my Facebook was on my iPad or on my computer, but all of my ads remained the same.
2: And parenthetical thought, real quick, at some point in the last, like, two years, Facebook admitted that, yes, they had been listening to people when they yeah. had the app open oh, yeah. right. and were using what they heard to target people with ads. And it just, just keeps
3: it. come so, more and more just keeps coming out about that. Right. right. So I, I removed it completely from my phone. And then, yet, and and, and yet, yeah, and, and then I added the messenger back just because for work they they use messenger, right? And I was one. like, apparently it is because yeah. as soon as I added messenger back, all my advertisements got updated mm-hmm. to a random conversation Mary and I were having, <laughs> mm-hmm. not over messenger, <laughs> not over messenger, mm-hmm. in the car we were talking about dentistry, and all <laughs> of a sudden all of my advertisements were about dentistry. And Facebook, I was
1: like, what the, wow. Blank.
0: Facebook yeah. reconstituted itself like the T-1000 from all the little pieces just grew yeah. back together. And I'm I know they're saying. listening
3: to us right now, so my advertisement should now be about, like, conspiracy theories yeah. or something like that. <laughs> or, or down with Facebook or I don't know, something.
2: I had I had a woman reach out to me from, like, there's, there's various, like, co-ops in New Orleans. And we went to visit one. And the lady who runs it texted me. I'm, like, texting her back, like, oh, yeah, we should meet and talk about, you know, whether this would work go over to Facebook and immediately Facebook is recommending her as a friend, a Facebook mm-hmm. friend. And I had just been texting her like, you know, like I wasn't talking about her. I wasn't, you know, we're not friends. <laughs> we, well, all we of the,
1: all of the software now is all interconnected. So, I mean, Google, it's I mean, everything, because. it's all related. They're all selling each other data. Yeah. Um, so yes. I remember the day I deleted the Facebook app, I was having a conversation with a friend at work. We were talking about pest control and we were talking about raid like buying you know raid for like roach mm-hmm. roach bread and raid. That type of stuff yeah and so like that afternoon i started getting ads for raid like in my facebook newsfeed oh and i'm like who on god's green earth <laughs> searches on the internet for raid like there's no other way that this would have populated right that day i deleted the app and started using third-party apps
3: um, yeah
2: which it's not that scary unless a hitler-like power uh, really what i was about to say so happens
3: back to the reality you know, of the possibility of the Winter winter's that's, that's yeah. when all the
2: collection of data becomes like really scary and
0: and like i know this might sound weird but i was reading uh and well in the what you're reading segment which we haven't done in a while i've been reading um you know one of the most uplifting books ever the gulag archipelago God, it's just Wait, say that again. <laughs> it's by say it Ale- long times fast. <laughs> it's by Alexander Sholsonitsyn the Gulag Archipelago. Okay. It's like a autobiographical um, record um, of all the ways totalitarian Russia, Soviet Union, um, uh, imprisoned its um, political prisoners. Like um, it, the Gulag were, was a series of prisoner-run prisons in the steppes of Russia, in the then in the bitter cold far reaches of Russia, and as archipelago because the the series of camps just kind of uh, you know went on uh, went on through Russia, like you know like the archipelago of islands, and um, like it the. The book kind of talks about how um, the a lot of the, the prisoners that started inhabiting the gulags um, were the Russian soldiers that fought on the front lines and were captured as POWs because they um, like like Stalin wouldn't agree um, to these mutual treaties with um, uh, with Germany. Um, For the treatment of their prisoners of war. So the Russian prisoners of war were treated the worst of anybody. And the American prisoners of war would actually give them food because they were treated so poorly. And these guys, because they were exposed to Western capitalism, were all imprisoned (laughs) when they came back home. you have seen
2: too much. Yeah,
0: and... And, uh, you know it's I'm making too long of a story out of this but some of the surveillance techniques that they would use um, they would monitor who stopped clapping first at like Stalin's speeches oh, to, you know to God, see goodness. who wasn't a true believer um, so the the applause would go on f- for Stalin's speeches for hours
1: Wow
0: afterwards <laughs> and people would collapse. <laughs> Not wanting to <laughs> stop applauding. <laughs> it You know, when oh, these tools, God. I mean, these are rudimentary tools, mm-hmm. you know, used by totalitarian regimes. And now it it's far greater, the scope.
2: The access they have now oh, is just yeah. insane.
0: And like this, all, all the stuff we know, like from the gulag, um, it came out because one man remembered it all and most of this would have been lost to, to history had this one guy not you know, like basically written the book in his mind with all the sources all the um, events and dates it would have been lost and that's and bananas. history could have you know would that be would be that much easier for history to repeat itself Which anyway China sorry to go off on <laughs> yeah.
2: no but that's really that's crazy um well, a couple of, of other things from Civil War is um, well, one just passing thing is that at some point uh, Nick Fury says, "Last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye." Which now that we've seen Captain Marvel, <laughs> we know how that, that happens. Kind of so we can't. It's even more funny. Um, <laughs> sorry, Scott mm. doesn't know what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> Eyeballs. Uh, there's the whole scene. There were several, like... <laughs> there were, <laughs>
3: there were several.
2: There were several um, things that I thought had pro-life implications, because I watch anything, and I'm like, look at all the pro-life stuff. No, I'm um, so
0: glad you did, because I'm like, oh, I knew there had to be something, but I don't know what it was.
2: <laughs> well, there's the scene in the elevator where all the guys attack Captain America all at once, mm-hmm. and one of them says, Captain, I just want you to know, this isn't personal. And then he attacks him, and then when Captain America finally has them all knocked out on the floor, he's like, it kind of feels personal. (laughs) And I was just thinking about like abortion, kind of like that people are basically like sort of saying to the, the unborn kind of like, it's not personal. (laughs) Like, "Like, this isn't about you.
0: It's not you. It's me.
2: Right. It's like for, for the unborn, it's like, it kind of feels personal. Like it, like it affects, it affects people, you know, it, it affects their lives and their ability to live their lives. Um, and there was also... Um, okay, so you guys know the burning IVF clinic analogy? Are
0: y'all familiar? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That pro-choicers use?
0: Like if you can save a, a baby or a Petri dish oh, kind of right, thing? Right, right. right.
2: So it's it's a dichotomy. Cody, you tell, tell I'm sorry, I'm talking too much. Oh, never mind. He's eating pizza. Um.
0: <laughs> no, I just talked for like an hour, so you're good to it.
2: <laughs> so basically, the the scenario that's put forth by many pro-choice Apologists, is that you're in an IVF clinic that's burning down, and you have the choice to save a toddler or a petri dish full of embryos. And you have to pick. You cannot save both for some reason. You can only save one. You have to pick. And um,
3: First question is, what the hell is the toddler doing in the IVF clinic? Yeah, that's yeah, a great that's question. That's on fire. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but the main thing is that basically their, their conclusion, because most people say, okay, well, I would save the toddler, And aside from the fact that, like, for me, it would be like, well, I'm going to save the toddler because the toddler would experience pain and trauma, you know, whereas the embryos might not. That might be part of my thinking at the time, you know. Um, But even if, even if it was that for a fleeting moment, I as a person thought, okay, this toddler is more valuable than these humans in the Petri dish, what does my personal reaction in the moment of a crisis have to do with reality? you know mm-hmm. like they they basically use it as because someone might choose to save the toddler therefore conclusion logical oh. conclusion the embryos in the petri dish are not human or are not valuable and it's like okay so hitler would choose the christian instead of the jewish person so therefore you know what i'm saying yeah. like that the logic doesn't follow <laughs> that just cuz of well
3: it's also the va- fallacy of the absurdium you know, like, you pick this very crazy scenario that is never going to happen, and then right. say, and, and you can only do one thing. It's like, you never only have two options. Right. There, the, there's yeah, the false a multitude dilemma. of options, you know, but to, to, to choose from. And to, to say that you only have the two options uh, is, is to, it's just ridiculous.
2: It is. Well, so someone at some point came up with a response that I thought was brilliant. And um, it's just funny to me because it's kind of in Winter Soldier. Because, so they're in the car when the Winter Soldier attacks it. And it's, um, what's his name? What do they call his new friend that he makes in Civil War? The one with the wings? Falcon. 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 So it's Falcon in the car. and
0: Not to be confused with the Millennium Falcon.
2: Right. <laughs> so it's Falcon in the car and Black Widow in the car with Steve Rogers and another guy who gets ripped out of the car and thrown off to the side, a Hydra guy. Um, so they, the car is going to crash because Winter Soldier like pulled the steering wheel off. So Captain America grabs Black Widow and the Falcon and sort of jumps out of the car onto the shield, but then he has to let one of them go. So Falcon goes kind of tumbling over the pavement, whereas Black Widow, he's still hanging on to her. The analogy that a pro-lifer came up with was, "Okay, let's say you're in a similar situation. You can only save. There's there's a white woman and a black man, and you have to pick one. Yeah. Congratulations, you're either racist or sexist. You pick. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, well, you're and Captain America." Like Captain America, and just right. so when we were watching, I was like, "This is the burning IVF response," you know, like just that's because good, e- really
1: there is no winning answer,
2: right? Right. Even if you were in a situation where you had to choose, it doesn't follow that the one you didn't pick, it doesn't follow that you don't love that one or value that one as much. Number one, it also doesn't value that even even if you did value one more, it doesn't follow that therefore they are less valuable. Well,
3: there's that's also you know in in even Captain America scenario, he grabs them both, pulls them both from the vehicle, and decides like. At a certain point, I have to let go of one of these. Of course, he's gonna let go of the one that has more armor on.
2: He didn't have armor on.
3: He didn't have armor on. No. Oh um, well. He's a he's a man. He could take care of himself. He's, he's a man. man. He's a falcon. <laughs> he can fly. For God's sake.
2: No, no. Captain America's racist and <laughs> thinks that black people don't have value. No, it's or it's he figured ridiculous.
3: that he would be the one more likely to roll. Correctly black Widow or is a and I know. Be a but, woman. But this is just. Who can handle know? herself. Like, because with the uh, the the, 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 stor- the toddler and the Petri dish, you can carry the toddler and then throw him out the, the door, you know, and still have the Petri dish. This kind of what I'm getting at. Like, at a certain point, the toddler can take I care always of
2: himself. I always figured it was that, like, they're at opposite ends of the building or something. Right, yeah. right. Is how I always thought of it.
0: I've heard it said bef- before, like, you know, you're holding two over the side of a skyscraper. You know, can I like catch one or something? Right. Right. Well,
1: and I mean, not to say that it's a cop out, but the whole argument around frozen embryos is a different conversation. I mean, because even recently we had so that the local OB doctor here that's very well known within the church community uh, did a lecture on medical ethics. And the one question I wanted to ask him. Um, Because I took a class at the T.O.P. Institute about sexual ethics, and this was actually one of the biggest conversation topics in our class was about frozen embryos. And, you know, it's tragic that they are there, you know, but what do we do with them? And so the unpopular opinion um, is to thaw and let them die a natural death and give them a Christian burial because there is an initiative called the Snowflake Baby Program. Right. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the other snowflakes. Right. Um, where, you know, people can quote-unquote adopt an embryo, have it implanted, and then try to carry it to term to give that child a chance at being born. Um, but the church has never condoned that practice um, and actually has several arguments against it. Right. Uh, and so, you know, the unpopular opinion is again to let them thaw and die a natural death and then have a christian burial
2: i guess the, and, uh, the only sorry just the only hesitance i would have is what if at some point the biological parents have a come to jesus moment right you know which i realize we don't think it's moral sure for them to be doing this at all but <laughs> but once the embryos exist if they did want to have them implanted at that point sure that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that well, would be my only yeah, worry but about... Well, yeah, the
0: legal aspects of a biological parent, you know, intervening and regaining parental rights can be really tough, too. Yeah. Which,
2: um, I, that wasn't meant to dismiss what you said, Colby. Just, no, just sure. that I'd be sitting there being like, at what point do we, you know, like, do we call it to an extent, you know? Right.
1: Well, the lady that had asked the question, um, you know, apparently did not agree with his response. And so she kept trying to push the issue, and uh, he professionally dismissed her. as was like, we feel like we talk about it after we can. Um, but uh, I know a couple that have participated um, in that program, mm-hmm. and it was challenging for them because uh, I think they had adopted five or six embryos, um, were all implanted, one took. She did carry to term. However, there were, you know, several issues where the, the child developed, um, with a lot of, you know, life threatening issues. And so once she was out, I think she lived for a couple hours outside of the womb.
3: Mm. Um, oh, gosh.
1: yeah. And so to them, I mean, it's a very special moment, you know, cause she carried her to the term, um, and they, they claim her as their daughter. Right. Um.
2: Which I think there was a point where the church hadn't said as many negative things about it as they have now. So it was kind of more well, like... St. John Paul
1: II, he was not as publicly con- you know, against it. Right. So I think he made statements to the effect of, like, it can be considered an act of charity. Right. He didn't say, go do it because it is charitable. Yeah. He said it, it can be considered an act of charity. Right. Um, versus... So a lot, of couples,
2: a lot of couples that did it were doing it in good faith, kind of right. thinking, you know, not, not trying to fly in the face of what the church was saying.
4: Right. And All I, I think
2: the church still hasn't prohibited it, have they? Or that it's more just that it seems like that's kind of where it's heading, or am I mistaken?
1: Well, there are, um, I mean, there's one letter that specifically addresses it, is this a, uh, you know, dignitas personae. Um, and donum vitae uh, the gift of life where it's kind of a reflection on you know some of the issues that have come up since human vitae with the sexual revolution and um, in particular health and human dignity um, it does I think have two paragraphs that specifically address it that say um, you know but again I think they kind of also toss in that in the context of it's within the sphere of IVF and so, right. you know, the, the moral question is not about, you know, adopting these children, but it's that, you know, these children were brought to life through illicit means. Um, and that's, that's a tricky conversation. Right. And so the, even within the sphere, like, I guess going back to our original, you know, hypothetical scenario, like, even within our sphere, the moral conversation about frozen embryos is still being had
3: yeah
2: right not to say that
1: they're not children right but it's like what do we do with them
2: and i was just going to say that like of course children conceived in rape also like an illicit means of maybe illicit's the wrong word but not a not how children are meant to be conceived (laughs) you know still human still valuable you know but once that's happened it's nothing else illicit needs to happen for that child to be brought to life you know what I'm saying? Like, right. the pregnancy exists. It's, if, if nothing is done to stop it, it'll continue, you know. Um, whereas here, part of the concern is that essentially you're participating in the culture and in the practice of IVF by, right. you know.
1: Well, and, okay, and, I mean, y'all, I'm, I'm assuming, have thought about this also, but there is a major difference in conversation between intentionally willing someone to die Versus someone dying because of a secondary effect of your decision. Right, right. Right. So with the act of abortion, like, you intentionally choose for someone's life to end. Willingly. Right. Versus, you know, being put in a situation where you have to choose for one person to live. You're not necessarily willing for that second person to die. And so the right. principle of secondary effect, you know, is, is an application.
2: Right. And that it it also is some sometimes you just can't prevent certain things like, you know what I'm saying like <laughs> going along with that. that well, yeah. well, was even that St.
1: Thomas had said you know you're not uh, morally obligated for every good for which you are capable.
0: Right. Is it the proximity? Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And that actually you cannot achieve every good <laughs> of which <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you know like you can't do all the goods. You're, you're we're limited. <laughs> <laughs> do
0: all the goods. <laughs> so uh, another um, you know talking about the dichotomy between you know the choice between the petri dish toddler um, it would have been more interesting I think if Falcon had been holding if he had to choose between Captain America or Black Widow because uh, I've got a quote from the Russos the directors I guess Mm their brothers were they let me look Anthony and Joe Russo um, and, you know, just about this juxtaposition of uh, Black Widow um, and Captain America. So they say um, she, uh, Black Widow, is a character who lies for a living. That's what she does. Captain America is a character who has a moral sense of, uh, who tells the truth. You know, they're going kind to of have different ways of approaching a problem, but it's like you've got a liar and the truth teller. You know, this it's that's a that's a good um pairing for a movie about morality, right? Especially yeah. in the in the midst of uh government surveillance and overreach.
3: Mm. Yeah, but if you dropped off Captain America, I mean it wouldn't have really hurt him, so yeah.
0: <laughs> you can say that. Yeah. Same thing about Natasha Romanoff, but you know, oh, yeah. maybe she decides well, to keep the red hair instead of become invincible.
2: blonde. You know? <laughs> she doesn't have like cellular replication hours. that's like you know faster than the speed of i don't know i don't know what his <laughs> cellular replication is faster than, than she's him she's got all them
1: crazy reflexes she could have just like did some crazy spin roll right move and caught herself right it's true.
2: and it was just to be clear like we didn't someone else came up with the like okay pro-choice person
0: oh no let's like, say it's
2: a black man and a white woman like, and i was just like that's brilliant if
0: you're a pro-life person that spent like half a second on facebook <laughs> you've encountered you saw that one yeah 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 well i i don't mean to speed us along but you know we got to talk about guardians of the galaxy <laughs> yeah, absolutely we're, we're
1: an hour and 15 minutes in yeah
2: <laughs> you see the main thing i take away from the first guardians of the galaxy i mean there's there there's
0: <sighs> awesome music is the awesome, awesome music awesome music, awesome sure. music
2: absolutely Coming chris pratt amazing home. you know um, all the chrises really all the Chris's, yeah um <laughs> <laughs> uh but like it kind of bothers me a bit in guardians of the galaxy like the that there's a lot of violence for violence's sake in <laughs> <laughs> guardians like like firing guns at people and like ah you know like yeah really reveling <laughs> in, <laughs> in shooting people <laughs> i think
0: uh rocky raccoons got some anger issues maybe just a, little just bit. a few
2: i mean well, i think they've all that, got some anchor issues yeah. when
1: you're that small you have to compensate for yeah. something
3: <laughs> well, it's not just being small, it's it's Abused. Abused. He was he's oh, the only one of his kind. He's he's an experiment. He was a
0: Petri dish, right, at one point. He was
3: a Petri dish experiment, yeah. Like Even
1: if he's not anthropomorphic, nobody likes raccoons.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, seriously. I Might as well have rocket <laughs> pots <possum. laughs> the panda dumpster or dumpster panda <laughs>
2: <laughs> when i was like eight we went to where my dad's from michigan this is gonna be a short tangent i promise there were signs everywhere in like the state park there that said um warning raccoons may carry babies so i was all excited and at some point we're driving along and we see raccoons and i roll down the window and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at the records! And my mom, like, I've never seen her move so fast. Lunges like across the car and is rolling up the window. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, the sign said they carry babies. She's like, rabies. <laughs> <Babies>. <laughs> rabies, baby.
0: Part of that B had rubbed off, and made an R. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
2: I think just I had ru- I had seen what I wanted to see. <laughs> so that's what I think of. But I think they're cute.
0: Come to me, babies you
3: know? of the forest. Especially, especially in Incredibles too.
2: Oh, yeah, oh, that, that could be its own
3: podcast. Oh, it no.
2: It was all about raising children.
0: It really that really was.
2: Yeah. Raising babies. Anyway, but back to
0: Back to, back to nowhere. The remote criminal yeah. outpost in space.
2: Yeah, that freaks me out, too. Yeah, a the
0: skull. So it's like a titan skull,
3: right? I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mary didn't like that so yeah the, the there whole were parts I was like oh yeah I can't watch the this again skull like that was yeah so cool. I was like
2: I'm gonna leave now Cody tell me tell me when he's done smashing that guy's head well, thing with, yeah with, with the
3: Guardians... It's, it's it's a good movie don't get me wrong. Laugh. <laughs> yeah it's a great movie uh, one of the things that, that it kind of really highlights is that um and unfortunately like they kind of undid a little bit of it in the second guardians but the the strength of teamwork and togetherness yeah it um, felt
2: very communion of saintsy when they all were holding the infinity, the infinity stone we are together Groot.
3: right yeah the we are Groot, right uh the whole idea of of them as a team could harness the power of the infinity stone um however like the power
2: of communal prayer
3: right the power of communal prayer um but but it was referenced earlier in the movie that another group had tried to do something similar where they all (laughs) like because the the foreshadowing obviously they tried to all harness the power together and it didn't work
2: i think it was that they were trying to harness the power of all of them together Mm -hmm. like all the stones at once I, i thought it was just the one i could be wrong um but basically that um
3: Mm. they all work together to harness the power and were able they didn't to use a Star it. Lord. Yeah. They didn't have a Star-Lord. They didn't have a Star-Lord, exactly. Well, and that
0: they're, so they that was are the issue. their family, right? There's n- no one, most, I mean, yeah, Gamora's got a sister, you know, Amy Pond from Doctor Who. <laughs> <but> <laughs> Who
2: looks so incredibly not like herself. Oh, that took I know. Me, like, I only just found out it was her, like, last month that that's the <laughs> actress <laughs> playing her.
0: And she's done that in another, I can't remember, but anyway yeah i mean they don't have like you know hawkeye's like hey you guys have fun i'm gonna go hang out with my family you know do, you know split some logs and stuff no like this mm-hmm. that's all they have like you know they peter quill's family um <laughs> some of it's gone right the ter- this really sad story of his mother and then you know his dad as we find out in the sequel is a little egomaniacal you <laughs>
3: mm. <laughs>
0: ego. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> speaking of a head being an entire planet,
3: right?
2: <laughs> oh, that's true.
0: Yeah, yeah, because in the comics, like it was e- ego or ego, however they said it was. Right. his head was a planet. And I guess yeah. In the movie, it's the same way. Really now,
3: one of the um really cool things I thought in the in the first Guardians wasn't in the first guard. No, it was in the second one. Um. <laughs> It's tough to stay just on the first one I know, I know But (laughs) basically uh, I'm going to talk about it for a second Just because it it, it was really neat Um, Stan Lee's cameo in that movie he appeared twice right? was, yeah I'm forgetting uh, what he's in the, the second guardian so he appeared once and it's the same kind of scene but he appears once and he is talking with the watchers oh yeah a, that's right on one of the planets mm-hmm. as the um rocket and um be, no, rocket and um yondu and Groot are kind of like or not Groot um oh gosh what's what's yondu's Drax? oh no Yondu's little
4: sidekick.
0: Side oh, the guy from uh, Gilmore Girls and like <laughs> every show ever.
3: Is he? He also plays like the on screen Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> uh, oh, not Bradley Cooper. Sean. Not Bradley Gun. Cooper. Bradley Cooper just does the voice. Which Sean they told totally Gun. Sean Gunn. That's it, Sean Gunn. They Gun. totally
2: modified Bradley Cooper's voice. So we're like, why did they even bother
3: right.
2: getting a big <laughs> name weird. if they were going to run it through a program and like make it unrecognizable
1: or hire Vin Diesel to say three words yeah
3: (laughs) yeah but at least that you
2: can kind of tell I mean I don't know maybe I'm wrong but
3: um but yeah so they're they're going through and and he's telling the stories of how he's appeared in these different movies like that's what he's describing to the watchers if you listen right he's like and in this one I was a postman you know um oh yeah and then and then in the end credits he says something along the lines of I'd like the watchers start walking away He's, he says but wait i have so many stories to tell so many more stories to tell oh it's like immemorial it like really me in the heart yeah. feels yeah i was like oh he has so many more stories to tell but then the, kind of the idea of him telling the story to the watchers of how he was in all of these stories right hmm. as the watcher yeah like he is he is one of the ultimate watchers and, and so in the comics they make that
0: explicit right I think we might have even talked about that before about him being one of the watchers well about um like I think that's ultimately the Asgardians like the you know because they're gods like that's ultimately where their backstory goes and kind of a weird I don't know if I like that plot arc but it's like yeah we're in the minds of the writers <laughs> Just a little too, um, you know, meta. Yeah.
3: So I'm just... Real- oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about the, uh, the yeah. Deadpool thing yeah. in the minds of the writers. Deadpool realizing. Yeah, it's that's hilarious. I'm
0: just realizing James Gunn and um, Sean Gunn are brothers. Why, I don't know why that took me so long. James Gunn's the director of um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Frantically Google oh, his name. Oh, really? Names. Yeah. Which? Oh, that's so funny. And they just kind of let him be himself with this movie, you know? Like he hadn't really done well. He did. Um, he did a superhero oh, wow. movie with Rain Wilson, Dwight from The Office.
2: Well, he's married mm-hmm. to Jenna Fisher. Oh
0: wow! Ooh, so many. I knew
2: that. I didn't just discover that on Google. I knew that. All <laughs> James over. Gunn is. Or what yeah. so What is that? James wow. Gunn Married so to that's Oh, the maybe they're divorced Maybe they're divorced oh, Update, update but he
0: did, Yeah, he did Super um, Not they Super so 8 That um, Spielberg did You know, about the kids recording a, a video of monsters or aliens Right But the movie Super Where Rain Wilson, Dwight, is a superhero <laughs> Which is <laughs> And it throws that a lot funny. of the um, superhero tropes at the window and stuff But yeah Yeah, that's pretty So
2: you're saying he's the brother of who?
0: Um, uh, Sean Gunn, who plays um, Yandu's. Sidekick, yeah, because he
2: he looks similar to him. Definitely some facial. And
0: and then Sean, um, which I I think I only knew him before because Ashton, you know, my wife, watches... um, Watches Gilmore Girls religiously. I'm like, oh, hey, that guy's in a superhero movie now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, before this, besides Super, he had done like Dawn of the Dead, like the remake of Dawn of the Dead, which was not so good. Oh, yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. I'm just a fan of zombie movies. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: I mean, it doesn't take much to satisfy me, but, you know, (laughs) the original Dawn of the Dead is my favorite.
2: So guardians, yeah, um, sorry.
0: <laughs> <bringing> <laughs> reel me back
2: s- in. So we, got, we got three <laughs> just minutes. Just oh, a couple, a couple quick things that I'll say really fast. The or that's the first. It's the first time we see Thanos within the plot, as opposed to like an after credit scene mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, right, like right. of a
2: movie. We also get the kind of origin story of the Infinity Stones in that movie, so it's kind of critical sure. in that way. Yeah, and it definitely looks, it looks and sounds like what you were saying, kind of like the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's like, in the beginning, yeah. these yeah. stones happen.
0: I feel it in the water.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think, what else? I mean, there's just, you know, kind of a the common theme throughout a lot of the movies, like of self-sacrifice and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, like he's he almost sacrifices himself for Gamora i mean he 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 could have died he could have died he yeah. he went out of his spaceship and like
3: he had a put plan, his, but he put his died.
2: space helmet on gamora you know and then kind of ruins it by bragging about it
0: afterwards <laughs> that's pretty great and really uh, gamora you know getting into the sequel but like and and avengers um infinity's you know the second avengers infinity um her plot arc is one of the best i mean it's one of the ones with the most like yeah. pathos to it you know yeah
3: yeah let's not go there yet yeah but let's yikes. not go there yet let's, <laughs> man, <laughs> let's finish up guardians of the galaxy about age
2: of ultron there's so much I know. okay okay we've and, got two minutes
1: <laughs> and not yikes. to jump too far ahead but whenever and captain marvel ronin popped up Mm-hmm. i was like oh man <laughs> He's
3: back. Yeah, we yeah. they
0: <laughs> could have done a lot more with Throne in as a little disappointed.
3: Well, well he, they, oh, they still yeah. have the opportunity to. Excellent. They do. They do. Well, there's
1: definitely a gap between what you see in Captain Marvel and what you see in the first Guardians. Exactly. Um, Not to give it away, Scott. So, plug yours again. But You're most. <laughs> well, and Captain Marvel, I mean, it was kind of tricky, too, because once you've seen all the other movies and you catch like two or three little small things they're like oh we well, already know the what this guy comes from or mm-hmm. so i mean it's really good but there were a few things where like they kind of backtrack. yeah um cool. anyways yeah as soon as i run he's like oh, oh yeah because the
0: Cree like, are going to be he's really the important yeah that's right. right
1: well well before sorry again spoiling it but like <laughs> before they give away you know the Kree are the bad guys <laughs> like Ronin pops up and I'm like we already know he's a bad guy yeah, what the heck
2: it also to me was a little strange that in, in Guardians the Kree are wearing clothes that are kind of look like they're going to run fest, you know <laughs> whereas in um, Captain Marvel they're wearing like kind of Star Trek looking um, like they're heading to Comic Con <laughs> well, no,
1: Ronan's character only does. really Ronan. So him, he, wears, he yeah. looks like a Sith Lord.
2: No, also well, him, the h-
1: him and the other guy in the scene with the ship, they were wearing like what he was wearing in the other movies. It was only the the other one, like the soldiers that were wearing the futuristic stuff.
2: Well, the the African American guy whose name I don't know, who's in both Hunsu. I'm pretty sure in in Captain Marvel he's wearing kind of trekkie looking stuff, like spacesuit looking stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. in um in Guardians he's wearing something that looks more like something out of Thor a okay. little bit. I, but I could be I could be
0: wrong. Not not sure. to get in the middle of Mommy and Daddy fighting, but um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lee Pace, you know the guy that plays Ronan the Accuser? Um guess who what part he originally auditioned for? Star-Lord. Star-Lord here for Peter Quill. <laughs> oh
4: my gosh.
0: That would
3: have been interesting. That's funny.
0: That's funny.
4: <laughs>
1: and I feel like, like get, all, oh, everyone in the office auditioning he'd be Michael. And oh, yeah. Steve Perel gets it.
0: <laughs> and then everybody <laughs> ends up playing sh- that role in the end anyway.
2: like, why oh, would sh- you want to play that role? <laughs> 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 it's, it's like you'd avoid it.
1: Because he's the greatest sitcom character of all time.
0: All time, 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 time. Uh,
1: Okay, and Age of Ultron. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: Mary, you want to take us through your um, Cliff's Notes,
1: (laughs)
2: pro-life Cliff's Notes? I mean, we talked a little bit in the last podcast about how each major villain has kind of like what you might call like an anthropological heresy, almost Mm -hmm. like like Loki is like, I mean loki just wants domination but he talks about like oh you guys you know don't really want freedom you want subjugation and ultron um ultron basically is kind of coming at it from a perspective of like things are too painful like you guys suck so much that we're just gonna end it (laughs) (laughs) we're just gonna say to heck with y'all and and be done um and
0: he and vision kind of have a discussion about that right
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah well it's kind of fascinating that like um i try i'll try not to see everything through pro-life eyes next time but for today um that a lot of pro-choice people i think kind of are like it's too painful or too risky to welcome this baby into the world bad things right. might happen
1: yeah i don't want to bring kids into this world yeah right like we've so never heard that before
2: right so therefore i'm willing to exact carnage you know not that they necessarily realize it but like i'm i met a woman during my time in college who confided in me that she had lost a baby to sids so then the next time she got pregnant she aborted it because she couldn't mm-hmm. face the pain of losing another baby to sids um now I realize that like Abby Johnson, like all those people, I'm sure she didn't realize like what abortion was doing. But still, like the idea of, oh, this is too painful, ergo, I'm going to you Do know.
0: something very painful.
2: Right. So it's kind of bananas in Ultron how he he can perceive the pain of our fallen state and yet is so sort of ice veined <laughs> to what it is he's planning to do of just killing all of us, you know? It's kind of contradictory somewhat, but at the same time, we see it amongst our own people at the same time, you know?
0: Yeah. So, not to um, counterpoint Mary's profundity with uh, the complete lack thereof, um, <laughs> <laughs> but y'all know where all the, these office references, allusions have been leading to, right?
2: No. Remember
1: who plays Ultron? Jason Spader.
2: James oh, Spader.
0: Right. <laughs> right? Who ultimately
1: <laughs> Robert California. That's right. <laughs> who was also super narcissistic and controlling. Right. He,
2: the that whole was just a precursor to He that.
0: had many
1: anthropological heresies. He <laughs> <laughs> just has a voice that controls. Yeah.
0: Kind
2: of mesmerizing. <laughs> yeah. People listen. Yeah.
1: I think
0: you're doing that right now, Colby. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I hope people
3: are listening. <laughs> well, and
2: there's a great line in the movie when Scarlet Witch says Ultron can't tell the difference between saving the world and destroying it. Yeah. And it just struck me as like like how many people world leaders are we surrounded by who who kind of have that problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh
0: yeah. Like, no, that's a
2: Like we need to save the planet by killing all the humans. Like <laughs> To what end? <laughs> what does that do for us, exactly? Yeah,
0: this planet would be so much better if it just didn't have any humans on
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and there's another great line, Vision, when they ask Vision what side he's on, um, which is something I had never noticed before, and I could be wrong, but I noticed this go-round that Vision's kind of looking at Thor as his costume Develops yeah. on his body, and suddenly, foof There's a cape. <laughs> oh, no, <nice>.
0: so,
2: <laughs> so it's almost as though, like, oh, I guess that's how people dress. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: yeah. it is that in the first. Doctor Strange
0: uh, is also looking on.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just
1: kidding. Um, Speaking of vision, too, this is also where, uh, after the reception, Thor's hammer was on the table, and everybody was making fun of him, like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, it's just a trick." Did you one of the theories about? because if you look close enough you can see cap like nudges it moves. Yeah, yeah yeah right mm-hmm. so one yeah. of the theories is like cap actually could pick it up he just chose not to in order not to embarrass thor
3: ah
2: interesting cuz i had thought when i saw him like what about cap
3: mm-hmm. would make him unworthy wouldn't be worthy. right like
2: it seems to me like his personality is actually kind of purer yeah. than Thor's you know not that it. not that Thor's a bad guy but
0: I have a yeah. sweet quote um, from Hercules it's in, it's in in the well not the movie it's Captain America comic book 444 but it's Hercules speaking and he says on Olympus we measure wisdom against Athena speed against Hermes power against Zeus but we measure courage against Captain
3: America <laughs> <laughs> That's good that's good.
2: Uh, That what I was gonna say before that I forgot was that so they ask Vision what side he's on, and Vision says I am on the side of life. Ultron. Mm. Ultron isn't. He will end it all, and just it was like oh my gosh that you know, it doesn't get more pro life than
0: that. (laughs) That's (laughs) awesome.
2: (laughs) And also the fact that Vision gets described in the movie as like Ultron's vision and Thor's vision, like. maybe maybe i'm just silly and miss things that are painfully obvious in in movies but i thought vision was named vision because of his vision not and i didn't realize the first go-round that it's like he is the product sort of of visions of other people people. you know or other entities in a sense
0: so this is kind of a crazy side note cameo but in And this is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but um, Vision later, like in Future, 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 becomes Mainframe. Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: And Mainframe actually appears in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Do you know who voices Mainframe? No. Miley Cyrus.
3: (laughs) What? Wait, Mainframe in Galaxy 2?
0: Yeah, yeah. So you go from this vision who has this, you know, this this can be so profound, and then <laughs> his future like incarnation, the most
2: dignified voice ever, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> to the to the child of achy breaky Billy Cyrus, right?
2: <laughs> Wrecking ball.
0: Oh God, don't remind My me.
2: Cyrus. <laughs> okay, yeah. a couple last lines from Age of Ultron that I thought were great. Captain America says, you get killed, walk it off. And that just <laughs> felt like sort of a Christian mantra, <laughs> sort of.
0: <laughs> it's like a little Robitussin in it.
2: <laughs> you die to yourself, walk it off. Oh, um,
1: nice. It was like how they used to, with St. Paul, like, you're Christian, right? We're going to kill you. All right, well, to die is to gain. Right. All right, then we'll let you live. All right, to live is Christ. Like. Right. <laughs> uh,
2: which Ultron also has the line about the Sokovia going up in the air. He says, you know, like, the irony that you rise only to fall and how that's kind of like the opposite of the Christian belief, you know, that we fall to rise. Um,
1: Thanks,
0: Robert, California.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, that Hawkeye tells Scarlet Witch, like, it doesn't matter who you are or what you did, but you go out there and you fight. And um, just that Scarlet Witch and Black Widow both kind of have sort of Mary Magdalene feels to them a little bit, you know, like... They yeah. have a past mm-hmm.
3: The woundedness
2: They have a past But like Now they're They're, here. they're kicking, kicking Stuff <laughs> <laughs> It rhymes with it. They had a past Now they're kicking <laughs> Bottoms Doesn't quite On um, grass <laughs> While they're walking <laughs> In the yard um, And last thing That we have Yet again Captain America And double effect <sighs> That um, That they're thinking They're gonna have to Blow Sokovia up With people still on it
4: Right Right
2: To save the world because if it falls intact it'll wipe out humanity and um so that in in jumping ahead just a little bit for the sake of context that in infinity wars captain america is not willing to directly kill vision to save everybody but in this case he's willing to blow up a whole city with a bunch of people in it to save the world but it's because what what would be the act blowing up the rock that's going to kill everybody a secondary effect a bunch of people dying but that is not the intended you know thing
3: and it was again kind of the only
2: at the time seemed the only
3: seemed the only way out option because they didn't know that that nick fury was going to be coming with a bunch of uh, evacuation evacuation tools cars yeah yeah so it was like well, our only option to save the world is this. Whereas, again, jumping ahead into to Infinity War, uh, is we don't know what the only option is. The only option is not to kill Vision. It, we can fight. <laughs> you know, like there's some of us will option. die,
2: but we don't kill our friends. <laughs> well, we don't kill people. To, we don't kill right. We don't kill people.
0: Where's the line? We don't deal in death. Or right. Yeah. We don't
2: trade and trade lives. So yeah, that's all I got. End of my notes.
0: All right. So, thank you for nerding out with us, the Catholic Nerds. This is Scott Smith
1: and Colby
2: and Mary,
3: and I have been Cody.
0: (laughs) All along. Please do subscribe to this podcast and share it with all your friends, Catholic or not. Fans of five
3: star
1: reviews,
0: yes. Fans of Marvel, fans of DC, whatever. And remember, don't make him angry. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. (laughs)
3: <laughs> stop talking about me, Scott. <laughs> so,
4: yeah, I- <laughs> Boom.